0: Welcome to the Citizens Youth Sermon Podcast. We are a ministry of Northwest Gospel Church and a community of students who are learning to live for Jesus. We meet every Wednesday at 7 p.m. To find out more, visit nwgospel.com citizens. It's man time. Here, I'm going to coach on that. Awesome.
1: Where my dog? Daughter- Guys, I invited you to the front because we need to have a conversation tonight, all right? We need to have a conversation, and to begin the conversation, I have some questions for you. And so, ladies, obviously, you're going to benefit from this, all right? Later in the talk, I'm going to address everyone. Come on, dudes, get up here, get up here. Hey, Fernando, right here, bro, right here, dog, look, right here, from the front row. You can sit up here with me. I'm just playing, buddy. I'm just playing. Yeah. Yeah. My dogs. Yeah. All right. So I have a question I want to start things off with because I'm very futuristic. We can't talk about today if we don't know where we're going tomorrow. And so ladies, feel free to answer this in your minds and in your hearts and in your souls and in your kidneys if you're Hebrew. But men, out loud, I need answers. Okay? Um, That's where you can send your questions. But here's what I need an answer to. I want you to describe the marriage that you want to have one day. All right? Describe the type of marriage. And all the sixth graders are like, I'm never going to get married. <laughs> oh, they will. They will, right? Spoiler alert, sixth graders. Girls don't have cooties. All right? Yes, they do. If you, you know what? Yes, they do. But we love the cooties. Okay. Um, tell me, guys. Hey, also oh, men, men. Hey, if you're in the front row, front rows, take out your notes, pen in hand. This is the correct posture of a citizen's man. All right, Matthew, show them. Posture, pen, pen out. That's the posture. This is called attack mode, citizens, men. Attack mode, and we should hear the papers. Whoosh. And every time I have a note, it's like da 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 da. It's like Morse code. Like da, 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 da. It's just sick, you know. So citizens, men, attack mode. Pens out. All right? That's excellent, Lieske. That's excellent. So, all right, men, talk to me. Describe the marriage that you want to have one day. Go ahead, bud. Uh,
2: I want to be in a marriage with, like, a wife. We both love each other, and we both glorify God through our actions, and we're able to help each other grow spiritually
1: and emotionally. A marriage where we love each other, we point each other to Christ, and we help each other. Boom. Love it. Others. Yeah, yeah. What kind of marriage? A marriage where you can pour into your children even more. A marriage where, hey, we're giving our children a better setup than we had. Others, other men. Yeah, yeah. You want your marriage, you want to have a marriage where you guys are good cooks. Let's, Bro, let's go. Healthy food, right? Man, the second brain right here, baby. What else? Men, over here. Give me something. What kind of marriage do you want to have one day? A marriage built on honesty. Are you sure? Are you honest? Oh, yeah. You lying to me? No. Good. All right. <laughs> Other men? Yeah, yeah. Built on trust. Built on trust. Good. What else? I want to be married to someone I can laugh with. I don't want to have just a, like, boring old, like old person. Maybe. A marriage where we can laugh, not a boring old person. Well, eventually they will be an old yes. person, but usually we do that together. Exactly. That's the idea. Okay. Yes. What kind of marriage would you like? yeah, like you just have a good, how many people would say, yes, I agree with that, I wanna have fun in my marriage, good, how many of you guys would agree with Marcus, you wanna have a marriage built on honesty, how many of you would agree with that, how many of you agree with Jonah that you want everything good that he said, good, good, let's get a couple more, Ty, what kind of marriage you wanna have one day, oh, you were just agreeing, cool, men, Stefanski, describe the marriage, Uh, a good one, how many of you want a good marriage, where are my men at, Oh, yeah, what else? What else? What kind of marriage one day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, a long marriage. How many of you dudes are trying to stay out of the tabloids for the shortest marriage ever? Right? Good, man. That's good. What else? What else? Other marriages? Married men. Married men. What kind of marriage do you have that you want? What kind of marriage do you want? What kind of marriage do you want? Chris? want? Yeah. Mmm, there's a lot of communication necessary for that. Where are my men at? Good, one more, one more. Where you and her can be leaders in the church among the family of God. How many of you guys want that? All right. Now, guys, listen to me. I want you to look around at all the guys who just raised their hand because here's the a, here's a secret. Most of us want that. You're not hearing me. Most of us As men in this room, we want the marriage that you just all described. But for some reason in our culture, it's not cool to act like it, right? It's almost like it's cool to play it cool. And it's like, do you want to get married one day? Well, I mean, like, whatever, like if it happens, cool. No, there is no prudishness here. There is no shyness. There is no secret that the dudes in this room, we trying to get married one day, all right? We're not desperate. We're secure in Christ. We understand that. But we eagerly look forward to marriage. Welcome to citizens. Where are my dudes at? I'm trying to get married one day. Because the Bible says, this is your memory verse for the month. All right, men? Get this tattooed across your chest, your abdomen, your inner thigh, whatever you need to do. He who finds a wife. shh. Let's read this together. Repeat after me. He who finds a wife. Come on, where's the deep bass at? He who finds a wife. like you just got possessed by an ogre, right? (laughs) He who finds wife. He who finds a wife (laughs) finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. This is a good thing. If you are a man in this room and you love God and you want to have that kind of marriage one day, bingo, baby. Bingo. And so the question is, How do we get there? The question is, if that's where I want to be one day, how do I get there? So for you guys who you want to experience this God-glorifying, soul-satisfying marriage, I need to help you. How do you get there? Like anything that is valuable, you know that it's going to be expensive. You know that it's going to take time. You know that it's going to be a lot of hard work. And for most of you in teenage America, we know that the road to marriage somehow leads through dating. But here's the problem. When I was growing up, I knew that I wanted to be married. I knew that the road to marriage went through dating. But the only rules that I was told was, number one, always date a Christian. And number two, don't have sex before you're married. Okay, there's a lot more rules. Like, I needed more direction. What else is there, right? When, what, how, why, with whom? And so one of my greatest passions as a youth pastor is to help the young dudes in this room who want this kind of marriage uh, to help you figure out how to get there. I'm here today. The married men in this room are here today because we want to help you on that road. I am have done things on this road less than perfect. I've made mistakes. And in the spirit of transparency, I'm gonna share some of those mistakes with you today, right? In the hope that you will learn from my mistakes. But you need to understand, on this road, we are here to help you. And the help that we offer you young men, it's more than just this talk up here. This is more than just a once a year camp talk. Our help is saying, we as married men are saying, come into our lives, Let's talk about those crushes that you have. Let's talk about those questions that you have. Let's talk about all these new experiences. And that's okay because we've all been there and we're trying to help you. And so that's what this talk is about today. I know the road to marriage leads through dating. How do I do that? And so how many of you guys, show of hands, where my men at? Thank you. Men, how many of you know a friend at school who is dating? They got a girlfriend. Raise them high. Okay. Okay, you're like, I may have possibly heard of one guy who maybe once did, dude, this is, it's common, right? A ton of guys are dating. So my question is, what are some reasons that guys are dating? What are some reasons that your friends in school are dating? Yeah, yeah. Because the girl's cute. The girl is cute, <laughs> so I want to date her. Good, what else? They don't have to be good reasons, just reasons. What, what else? Popularity. Popularity. Dude, if I date a girl, my social status has increased, right? Cool, What else? They're lonely, right? They're, dude, like, no joke. I'm on a Friday night, and it's sad boy hour, and I want to have a girl on my arm, right? And I'm singing, usher in my room. What else? Why do, why do girls date? Or Why do guys date? I don't, I don't, like, don't for, fun. for fun. Dude, it's fun. There's things happening in my brain that I can't explain, and I want more. What else? What else? Yeah, yeah someone else to go through life with, even your spiritual life. Man, my parents are godly. Uh, I want to be godly, so if I can date another godly person. Yeah, what else? What else? Other reasons guys date? Yes. What's your name? Ethan, what's up, bro? What's your last name? Nana Kumar. Kumar. Bro, we got an Ethan. A, B, C, D, E, and now an N. Any Ethan F's here? Ethan F. We have a W as well. That's cool. Uh, Give me a reason, bro. What are some reasons guys date? Intimacy, right? They just want to be known, right? I wanna be known and know her, especially her. Good, one more, Spence. To play Fortnite with, yo, everybody needs a girl that looks at you like this. Nope, nope. That's like one of those memes, yep. Yeah. So here we go. My little brothers, my little brothers, as I help you on this road, the first thing I'm gonna give you, write this down, right? Assume the position, ready? Fight, what is it, what do I call it? Action, post, attack mode, ready? The first thing you need to know on this road to marriage that leads through dating is this. There are a ton of reasons to date, but there's only one good one. And the one good one is this. The point of dating is to find a spouse. There's a ton of reasons to date, but there's only one good reason. The point of dating is to find a spouse. Let me say it another way. The only good reason to go into the Apple store is to make a purchase. The only good reason to wander into the store is to buy yourself a MacBook, all right? These valuable, beautiful, expensive, I was telling somebody last week, I go, girls are like MacBooks. He goes, overpriced? I was like, no! He's a Windows user, man. All my ladies are like, Shh. all right, right? Ladies, attack mode. Shh. get the claws out. The only good point of dating is to find a spouse. The point of going into the Apple store is to buy a MacBook. It's to make a purchase. And so, let's review, right? Every young lady grows up She's born with a MacBook, and every young lady, she is looking forward to the day where Prince Charming walks into the store, takes out a fat wad of cash, and says, will you be my MacBook till death do us part? And she says, take it home! And they walk to the counter, and they cash out, and they live happily ever after. But let's switch the metaphor from the guy's side, because the dudes, where my guy's at? Right? Hi. (laughs) Every guy He's grown up with this vision. He says, I can't wait to one day be a man and walk into the store with straight-up cash money and pay for a MacBook. You guys, you grow up, and you see MacBook commercials, right? You see MacBook Disney movies. You see your parents. For many of you, you have parents, and your dads have some of the best MacBooks out there. And so rightly so, you look forward to the day. When you can walk into the Apple store and you can take out those man bucks, those hard-earned cash money dollars and say, I have done what it takes to be able to afford this. How many of you, where are my guys at? How many of you guys want a MacBook? No, don't get quiet. That's why I started where I did. How many of you guys want MacBooks? Ladies are like, yeah, they do. But see, that's why I started where I started. Because if I would have started with, how many of you want MacBooks? It's not cool in our culture to be eager about that. It is not cool in our culture to openly admit, I want a MacBook and I want to grow up and get one. It's like, whatever, if it happens, I mean, I don't care. Like most people get married at 43 anyway. So it's like, you know, no, I want a MacBook. That's what it means to be a citizen's man. I want one because he who finds a MacBook finds a good thing, and obtains favor from the Lord. And so let us be men who say unashamedly, yes, I want one. And so you walk down to Portland, you go into the Apple store, and there are two types of men, there are two types of dudes, I should say, in the Apple store, and you guys have seen these guys. And so perhaps you're down there, right? And you're like, I'm just here to get my pod fixed, you know? And, and you're waiting at the Genius Bar, and you see these little boys running into the store, right? And how many of you know that none of those little boys have any money? <laughs> Why are the boys there? Tell me. They want to play with the merch, right? And so they come in, they're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they're taking the iPhones and they're taking pictures and they're taking like you know like the, the shutter what is that called the blaster the blitz the, the what burst right the burst shots right and then and then they're opening up the new iPods and they're doing the photo booth and they're like I'm an alien I'm a monkey I'm a dragon ah! you know like this is what Micah does this is my four-year-old he goes daddy I want to play with the monkey and I'm like no I'm on the phone I want the monkey I'm like give him the monkey And so do you notice, when those little boys walk into the store, do you notice how the sales associates never go up to them, right? (laughs) The guys wearing the blue shirts, they never go up to the little boys and go, hi, welcome to the Apple store, can I help you buy something? Can I interest you in maybe the new 15-inch MacBook Pro? (laughs) Why do they not talk to the little boys? Because they know that they don't have what it takes. And so the little boys, they walk in, They go up to the girls who are standing behind their MacBook, and the girls are working on their MacBook, but the little boy comes in, he goes, hello, it's me. I've noticed you from across the floor, and I think you belong to me. How are you? Right? And she maybe knows that he's a little boy and doesn't have any money, but guess what? And ladies, you can tell me amen to this. Kind of feels good. Dude, we got some pretty cool girls in our youth group, don't we? And so the little boys, they come to the MacBook and they have no, they know that they can't buy it, but it feels good. And so they engage in this process of going, wow, would you tell me more about your MacBook, please? And they go through the normal process that a guy and a girl would go through, but the reality is it's all pretend. It's pretend. And so he asks, tell me about your keyboard and tell me about the new apps and you have this and this. And here's what happens, guys. Eventually, this, they're playing house. Right? You know when you're a little boy and you're like, hey, do you want to play house? You go, you be the mommy, I be the daddy, and this is our baby, right? And it's like, but it's a pillow. We're playing, it's pretend. That's what they're doing. They're pretending. They're pretending to be engaging in an intentional process when in reality they're just doing it because it feels good. And then here's what happens. And I'm gonna be transparent because this happened to me. Here's what happens. The guy is at the girl's counter for so long. I mean, he already knows everything there is to know. They've been talking for one year, two years, three years. And eventually the girl says, so are you gonna take out your wallet and buy? And the little boys all go. "Mm -hmm." And the little boys go. Yeah, yeah, of course. Let's do it right now. Oh, you know what? I left my wallet in the car. I'll be right back. And they walk out the store. And how many of you know they never come back? And the girl's sitting right here, staring out the window, and she's crushed. Because she has just given prime time, real estate, development years to this little boy. And so I did this. I I, I did not do this well. I was... I was the kid that was like, I'm 16, yes, I can date. I dated this girl for almost three years. From 16 to 17, 18, 19. And I'll never forget the day that I realized I was a little boy because we were dating for three years and it was fun. And I was like, I got a girlfriend, I got status, I can do my thing. And I remember going, Sam, so did you hear about Garrett? I was like, Nah, nah. what happened to Garrett? Is he dead? No, even better, he got engaged. And I was like... Oh, cool. She's like, you know, they said they've always known they were going to be engaged. And I was like, I sensed where the conversation was going, right? I was like, oh, interesting. And then she dropped it. She was like, are we going to get engaged? And at that moment, I realized I had no money in my pocket. I realized that all the time that I should have been spent out, out of the store earning money, I didn't have a job because I was playing around in the store on the iPad. And so we broke up, and that was a wake-up call. And I said, I need to grow up. And so for the next 16 months, I devoted myself to a season of singleness where I said, dude, I'm not even going to like, I I need to learn how to have healthy friendships with guys. I need to have have healthy friendships with girls. And I just committed. Dude, I don't care how many cute girls show up. I'm not dating, and, you know, I'm going to trust the sovereignty of God. That's what happens. The moment of realization comes when the little boys realize that they've wasted their time. And so the little boys, like I, like me, they turn around, they walk out the store, and as they're walking out the store, they pass another type of dude who's walking in. And they kind of do like one of those like bro nods. You know, they're like walking out the store, and he's like, kind of (sighs) like... Broke up my girl, you know. And, but then he looks at this guy and he gives him the bro nod. But then he does a double take because there's something different about him. They're the same age, but he carries himself a little bit different. And the reason is because the second dude who's walking in is flushed with cash money. The dude walks in. They're the same age, and yet there's a confidence. His muscles are built because he got a job. In construction, doing roofs, you know, and, and, he's, and he walks in and he has straight up money. And the girls know the difference. Guys, the girls know the difference. Because when he comes in, he's not doing the, how many, computer, how many girls can I get to look at me? That was me, dude, I'm being honest. I was the flirtatious, immature kid in high school who I loved going around and distracting all the girls behind their computers because the more girls that liked me, the better. Dudes, I know, and I'm strict with you because I know myself. And in some ways, that that desire to have the admiration of a girl, I think is awesome, guys. It feels good to have a girl around your arm, or, or your arm around a girl, and she looks up at you, and you see admiration in her eyes, and I want that for every single one of you at the right time so that you can experience the marriage that you all want. And so this guy walks in, he's flush with cash, right? Because he's a man, not a boy. And he comes in and there's an intentional process as he's talking to the girl uh, behind the MacBook. He's not just going, hi, how you doing? He's like, hey, tell me more. I want to get to know you. And he takes the initiative and he leads this intentional process called dating. And because the process is so intentional and it has a goal, I want to know whether or not we should be good for each other. That's the goal. I'm here in the store to find a spouse. And so sometimes they go through this intentional process and they both realize this is not a good fit. And maybe it's sad, but it's okay because he honored her as his sister. And one day he can go to her wedding to his best friend and look them both in the eyes and say, when we were dating, I honored her. Or maybe, maybe they're, Doing, the, doing this process, and they realize, wow, this is a good thing. And he takes out the cash money that he brought into the store. He goes to the register, right? He goes to the register, and the guy's like, that will be $4,000. And he goes, no problem, chief, cha-ching! And he takes her home to live happily ever after. This is the type of dude that I want every single boy in here to be. This is the kind of dude that I want every single one of you to be. But there's a problem. This type of man, this godly man, how many of you know that when you go on TikTok, hashtag godly man is not trending right now? Click me. Hashtag godly man is not trending right now. I went and checked. I've been gone for three months. I just went back on social media. It's not trending. You know what is It's trending. There are 14, I have a problem with this. I am angry, angry. There are 14-year-olds with millions of followers because they've made themselves famous with the hashtag #eboy. boy so the oh, if I can just meet Jacob, ooh, Jacob. I want to just stuff all my cash in his mouth, make him eat it, all Right? He's making more money than I'll ever make in my life because he's a 14-year-old e-boy. It's ridiculous. You guys know what an e-boy is, right? Get with the times, guys. Be cool like me. I know what an e-boy is. So let me explain it to you. Let me explain to you what an e-boy is. Because tonight, everybody say tonight. Tonight, Tonight, I want us to understand the difference between a G-man and an e-boy. All right? Where are my men at? Where are my men at? From now on, you will be a hashtag G-man, a godly man. No more e-boy this and e-boy that. All right, so for those of you who don't know, let me explain it to you. An e-boy is this, a a TikTok-based archetype of a soft boy with signature emo-inspired style and an extensive online presence. A stereotypical e-boy can be found on Instagram or TikTok wearing skater clothes, nail polish, or a single dangly earring with his hair parted down the middle. He likely seeks the attention of e-girls, and oh. A boy, visco girls, listen. A boy who spends most of his time either playing video games, watching Twitch, or commenting on gaming forums. (laughs) What? Yeah, yeah, listen, 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 listen. Even if you couldn't describe an e-boy the way that I just described it, how many of you say, Sam, if I saw an e-boy, I would know one when I saw one? How many of you would say that? Right? I don't know. I don't know exactly how to describe it, but I just know it's him. Right? I don't know. And so here's my point. My point is not the style. My point is not how they dress because the reality is we're all going to look back at our own pictures in four years and go, why did nobody tell me? Men, there's gonna come a season when facial hair starts to grow in, and it's gonna feel awesome, and you are awesome, but three years from now, you're gonna look back and go, how come nobody told me to shave the little whiskers off of my cheeks, you know? It's like four whiskers, and I'm so proud of them. So I don't care about the style. As a matter of fact, hear it now. I would pierce my ears. I would wear a dangling, if I ever win the summer camp games, I'll pierce my ears, all right? Both of them, all right? That will never happen because my senior guys, the class of 2020, yes, listen, listen, listen. I don't care about the style. My point is this. You guys all know what it looks like when you saw one. And I want us to be able to reprogram our minds so that we know what a G-man looks like if you saw one. Ladies, can I talk to you for a moment? I want you to be able to identify a G-man if you saw one. Guys, I want you to be able to see a G-Man every time you look in the mirror. Because as citizens here, we're striving to be G-Men, not E-Boys. All right? We're striving to be G-Men, not E-Boys. And so here we go. I'm going to go quickly through this, but I'm going to describe for you what a G-Man is. Here we go. Number one. I think I need new batteries, Cody. All right, here we go, G-Man, a picture of a godly man. Number one, a G-Man is new. Ladies, as they're writing it down, you can be my echo. Repeat after me, say, is new. It is new. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, behold, the new has come. A G-Man shows clear and steady progress from their pre-Christ ways. G men don't go to church. They follow Christ. They don't just go to church, they follow Christ. A G man is someone who has surrendered his life to Christ. He has been baptized, and now he is showing fruit that matches his confessed repentance. So, my brothers, where are my dogs at? My brothers, little brothers, are you new? Are you new? Next, a G-man pursues maturity. Listen to this. Ladies, say, pursues maturity. maturity. I like that the ladies are sitting behind the guys, because as you guys speak, you're not going, I'd rather you guys be there than up here going, do this. From the back, you guys can be their friends. You can be their sisters that encourage them and push them toward the front and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. See what he said? You guys have it in you, and I'm giving you grace. Go for it. Go be godly men. Say, you go, guy. Come on, give me some pop. You go, guy. You go, guy. You hear that, lady? You hear that, guys? (laughs) Hey, no, no, seriously. We laugh, but it's powerful. Listen, it is powerful to be in a youth community, a student community, where you have that level of support from girls. It is powerful to be friends with girls who say, I am going to talk to you, I am going to dress, I am going to pray for you in a way that encourages you to be a godly man. And we have godly women here, and we're grateful for that. Be encouraged, all right? Number two, you pursue maturity. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, when I became a man, I gave up childish ways. A G-man a G is actively giving up childishness, not just passively expecting to one day grow out of it. How many of you catch me on mic? Anyone catch me on mic, guys? Don't lie to me. How many of you toggle the knobs? Video games. Come on, be cool like me. right? And so, guys, listen, I'm not against video games. So that's not my point. But listen, the time that you spend playing video games will either be childish or it will not be. And so huge shout out. He's not here, but huge shout out. My boy Skyler. For, for months, me and Skyler, I, and I love him, but I would just challenge him. Bro, like, and I asked him permission to use this illustration. I go, bro, how's that working for you? All those hours you're playing. No, dude, I'm good. I'm good. I got it in control. He came to me this summer, beginning of the summer, and he goes, bro, I'm giving up the mic. He goes, I'm retiring. right? And he'll he'll play every once in a while, they do it. But the level of addiction that he had, he made a decision to actively give it up. Don't expect to grow out of your childishness. You have to give it up. You're actively pursuing maturity. A G-man leads by example. I love having the men in the front. Men, show me the attack position. What is it, attack mode? Right? When the ladies that are new to Citizens Walk-in and they go, what do we do here? And all the guys are in the back going, what's right?" That's not what we do here. You lead by example. Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. You know what a G-man never does? A G-man never says, but I'm just a kid. No, no, no look at this. The Lord said to me, do not say, I am only a youth, for to all who, to whom I send you, you shall go, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. A G-man never says, but I'm just a kid. I remember my buddies in high school, they were partying, you know, I was like, guys, why are we doing this, right? And I remember my buddy going, bro, I'm 16. This is what's expected of me. So when I become an adult, I have to give it up, so I might as well do it now. What standard are you leaning on, men? What standard are you measuring yourself by? Because the culture will never look at you as a teenager and expect great things from you. They expect you to be blubbering idiots. Show them otherwise. You're not E-boys, you're G-men. We do hard things. We set an example for those older than us. I don't expect that from you. I don't expect you to be blubbering in it. I expect you to let no one despise you for your youth. I expect you to never say, but I'm only a youth. Not here. That's not what G-men do. What else? A G-man looks like an ant. You read that, right? He looks like an ant. You know what an ant looks like? Eyes, antenna, bug. No, no, no. That's not what I mean, right? Look at the ant, oh slugger. Consider her ways and be wise. Without having any chief... Officer or ruler, she prepares her bread in summer and gathers her food in harvest. When I say that a G-man looks like an ant, I mean that he's taking responsibility. He's working hard and he has direction. Guys, this is a big one. I don't care if you are the most mature man in the world. If you don't have a sense of direction, you're not ready to get married. How can you ask a girl to get in the car with you when you haven't even figured out where the car is going? when the car doesn't even have gas? What do you want to be when you grow up? I don't know, I hope to have a job one day. You're shooting for the stars there, kiddo. <laughs> that would be a great goal. If it doesn't happen, oh well. And that's not, to, that's not to say if you don't know that, you're immature, I'm just saying it just takes time. If you don't know where you're going, if you don't have a sense of direction, stability and, and, and hard workingness, you're not ready, okay? And then lastly, oh, two more. Uh, a G-man has self-control. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. Romeo follows his impulses, not G-men. I'm gonna fly through this because our our panel can answer these even more. These are just mine. Picture of a godly man, he loves the brotherhood. Oh my goodness, guys. A G-man does not fly solo. Ladies, take notes. A G-man is always traveling in a pack. He is always squatted up with other godly men who are pushing him to be great. Honor everyone. Guys, here's another tattoo verse, right? One for each bicep. Honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God. Honor the emperor. Let's say it all together in our deep bass. Here we go. Just because it's so sick. Like, it's like 300. Oh, right? Here we go. Ready? Honor everyone. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor Honor the the emperor. One more time. You guys alone. Ready? Go. Honor everyone. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the emperor. Yo, ladies are getting flushed. I was like, godly men. (laughs) Right? Keep it together, ladies. All right? Godliness is attractive. So I've been told. Okay. Uh, last but not least, a G-Man smells like war. Listen, listen, listen. You're like, no, E Boys smell like axe body spray. I know, but a G-Man smells like war. In the ancient days, you could literally smell the armies coming. You could smell the sweat on their uniforms. You can smell the dried up salt on their foreheads. You could smell the blood from their blades. You could smell war. Colossians 3, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. G-men do not treat their sin like little puppies in their house. The little puppy in your house, it chews up your couch, and you talk to it with a firm voice. Now you behave, little puppy. A G-man doesn't talk to his sin like a little puppy. He views it as a lion. And the only way to overcome your sin is not to scold it. It is to put a sword through it. We don't tolerate our sin and go, oh, puppies will be puppies. We destroy it. We wage freaking war on our sin. And you know why? Because your sin is waging war on you. Look what he says next here. Click it, Cody. Look what he says. First Thessalonians. I urge you, we'll go back one. I urge you as sojourners, I urge you. You got it, you got it. I'm hands off, I'm hands off. It's animation, so you just gotta click it once and it'll come. Looks like an ant. I got it. I got it. Here we go. Boom. Has self control. I got it. I got it. All right. Loves her brother. I got it. I got it. My remote is doing funny things. Just press next once for me. And then let it. All right. And then press it one more time. Just once. All right. Look what it says here. First Thessalonians. It'll come. I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh which wage war against your soul. A G-man wages war because if you don't kill, you'll be killed. A G-man knows that his sin will wreck him and so he wrecks it. You know how? By, by taking up the weapons of confession and repentance. By shining the light of transparency and accountability on his sin. I talked to a dude once, right? And I was the first guy that he ever told about his porn problem. And I go, dude, am I the first? Like nobody's, you never told anybody? And he said, nobody's ever asked. G-Man asks the hard questions to each other. A G-Man grabs a Chris Petty and a Matt Rushing and a Chad Thompson and a Chris Haney and a Stanley and then an Adam and a Scott and a Billy and a Zach and a Josh and a Joe. And you grab all your dudes And you say, here's where I'm at. Would you help me slay my sin? And all the men said, all the men said, and they lift up their swords together and they go to war. Are you hearing me? Right? It's not, I get it, guys. It's not cool in high school to be eager. Bro, be chill. Be non-participatory. Just relax and play it easy. No, dude, we are eager to slay our sin. That's what a G-man does. All right, let's move on. I said it last week, if you just continue to stay plugged in and learn our discipleship values, we're helping you get there. May it be said of us, of the men in this community, that we have used our teenage years to pursue maturity, not marriage. Men, pursue maturity right now. Not marriage. Bro, we'll get there. Jacob, we're gonna get there, okay? Okay. I promise you guys, we will get to, Jaden, we're getting there, right? One day, and I hope to be there and do your weddings, and it'll be awesome. But today, pursue maturity. Because here's what's happening. There's a day coming, and I know it feels like forever, but it's coming very soon where girls who have devoted themselves to working on themselves and becoming ready, they will put the for sale sign in the window and they will start entertaining serious offers. And when they do that, will they find a man who is worthy? Will they find a man who has the money? And my biggest fear is that women will say, okay, it's time to look, and there's gonna be a rarity of men. And my fear is that women, they're gonna look up. And because even if there was a man eating lion around, he would starve because there's no men, they would be tempted to put a, for, a clearance sale, a clearance sign, and lower their standard. And that's not gonna happen for our ladies. That's why we're raising men. We're raising men who can come in and pay with cash. We're raising men. Oh, yo, we're raising men who at 20 and 21, when all of their buddies are going, I should probably figure out how to, get, how to grow up. You're figuring out, do I want to go to Mexico or Hawaii on my honeymoon? Right? You guys at 20 and 21, at 22, at 23, whatever it is, your buddies out there who, were, who wanted to be e-boys, they're going to go, I'm 23. I should probably think about what I want to do with my life. And you're like, I'm 23. I'm trying to figure out what to name my first kid. Right? I'm trying to figure out what, I'm, try, I'm trying to figure out where we want to live. I'm trying to figure out what color the duvet cover should be. I don't know, you know? You're a man. And that's what I want. That's what I want this community to be marked by. I'm, I'm looking forward to the day where you guys look at me in your in the eyes and you say, Sam, I am so glad that I spent yesterday getting ready and giving up childishness because tomorrow I'm getting married as a man. I can't wait for that day. All right, so here we go. Here's here's where we're gonna end here, ready? So what do you do? What do you do when you like a girl now? What do you do when you have a crush, you think she's attractive, there's obviously chemistry, there's a spark. Like, what do you do? So there's two things here. Number one, the first thing I want you to remember, when you have these feelings, number one, there is no shame Guys, if you come to me and you're like, I think I like so-and-so, I'm going to go, see, that's awesome. That means everything is working, right? That means the image of God in you is going, boo girls. Excellent. No shame. That is good. But the second thing I want you to know is that I want you to realize that you have options, okay? You don't need to copy everyone else's approach in middle school and high school. When I was a dude in high school, I was in the locker room, and all my guy friends, because they knew I was kind of different and kind of religious, but they liked me, and so they're like, hey, dude, do you think she's cute? I'm like, I think she's cute. And they're like, so ask her out. You think she's cute? Yeah. So then why aren't you doing anything? And I remember feeling the pressure of like, is their model the only model? Like, Like... Is there not another way? And the answer is yes. And I wish someone told me about it. So I'm going to tell you there is another way, okay? So if you are just so happened to be walking past the Apple store and you look in and you're like, ouch, right? And you're just like struck by the spark or the dynamic or the crush or the hormone, whatever they call it these days, here's what you can do, right? You have two options. You're at a fork in the road. And the first one is the most common. And this is exclusive dating relationship, all right? You go, I like her. She likes me, therefore we are going to become an item. This is typical high school dating. And I talked last week to the ladies that there are some dangers in that, right? There's some traps that you can fall into, right? There's just danger of sexual sin. And then perhaps the biggest one is distraction, okay? But it has been done, right? We have to acknowledge, like, it has been done, you can do it. If you have the support of your parents and you are doing this, let me help you do it well, okay? Four things you need. If you are going to date in high school, you need four things, okay? Number one, authority. Are there people in your life whose opinions weigh more than your own, okay? People whose opinions you value, right? Your youth leaders, your parents, your your, your parents, uh, your, your friends' parents, things like that, Okay? You have authority. Or are you going, hey, at the end of the day, I'm going to do me. Danger, danger, danger. You're not dating well. Second thing you need is community. If you are in a relationship and you are immediately dragged away from your friend group and you are spending all your time with your lady friend, you're doing it wrong. Okay. If you are hiding from the people who know you, if you're hiding from your youth leaders, if you're hiding from your friends, you're not in community anymore. Nothing good happens in the dark. Okay. Number three, you need accountability. Who's asking you the hard questions? I talked about that kid who said, nobody's ever asked me. Who, G-men have the brotherhood. And so as soon as I'm getting into it Mike Afoska, He's in a relationship. He comes to me. He goes, hey, dude, I'm in this relationship. You need to know where I'm at. Here are the keys. Ask me the hard questions. Right? So we need that. And then number four, we need communication. You need communication with each other which means that if all you're doing with your boyfriend or girlfriend is cuddling and watching television, probably not a healthy relationship. Go to a public place, have coffee, and get to know one another, right? Communicate with each other. Also communicate with authority. Talking all the time. Mom and dad, here's where I'm at in my relationship. She said the L word. What do I do now? Oh my gosh, she held my hand. Like there's constant communication. What do you think about this? What do you think about this? Watch the replay. What do you think of that? How did I do that? Should I do that better? constantly communicate, okay? So if you do that, AC, AC, I tell every single high school student, AC, AC, I love you, let's do it together, okay? But there's another way, and this way is called, this is where I I encourage you guys to ask yourself honestly, am I ready to get married? If you are not ready to get married, then I would recommend that you create and maintain healthy biblical friendships. Here's what that means very clearly, okay? Number one, You avoid exclusive labels. So if I think that Jonah Castruccio is cute and like we're gonna date, I would put a label on him, he would put a label on me, he is mine, right? That's a really awkward example, but follow along, okay? If we're gonna be friends, hey, go, hey, we are making a conscious decision we're not gonna put labels on this, okay? We're not gonna be each other's. We are going to have crystal clear clarity, which means, hey, we are being very upfront here. We are not engaging in exclusive dating relationships. We are not pursuing marriage. We are just friends. Everybody say just friends. just friends. Yeah, I've heard that before. Which is why, in addition to clarity, you need to have your audio matching your video. Have you ever seen a badly dubbed Japanese film? Yes. I will avenge my brother! It's like you're saying one thing, but I'm seeing another. That's a lot of high school relationships. We're just friends. We're just healthy biblical friends. Friends don't touch like that. You can say your friends, but does your time, does your touch, and does your talk match that? Okay? Healthy biblical friends. Audio matches your video. Um, no expectations on each other. Guys, listen to me. If she leaves you on read, don't lose your cool. She has a life. And so instead of putting these emotional energy, expending emotional energy and all these expectations, you go, hey, like, hey, I got no expectations on you. Okay? Um. Yeah, yeah. And then mature and appropriate communication. Mature friends, the large majority of their communication happens in person. And I know that's hard for you guys because you guys literally live on your screens. Healthy friendships are in person. And when you do talk through screens, guess what? It never devolves into a flirtatious and immature or inappropriate communication. Okay? Um, And then last but not least, ignore the snickers and whispers. The hardest part for you guys, if you know that you like him and everybody knows that he likes you and you decide to just be friends, everybody's going to go, right? Why are you guys just doing something? And you know what? You tell them to grow up and you say, listen, we've made a mature decision to just be friends because neither of us are ready for marriage. And so we just, we're enjoying each other's company in groups and friends and whatever. And if they still want to snicker and whisper, just do this to them and stick out your tongue because that's really mature, okay? All right, listen, I went way over, way over. Here's the last announcement. For the last seven years, middle school and high school, seniors, where you at? Oh. For the last seven years, I've been telling you guys, wait, wait, wait. Pursue maturity, pursue maturity. But seniors, you are about to enter into a season where marriage is a very real possibility. And so I wanna invite you to a talk, right? If today was Dating 101, I wanna invite you to Dating 201. And it's a talk that I give to young adults and it's called Dating and Marriage, right? And so on July 12th to 19th, all of the college students will be home. Seniors, at that time, you will be a, technically a graduate and you can come to that class. And I, like, we go actually through the next step now. You're ready to get married, what do you do? and I think that'd be good for you guys to have that. So, All right, I love you all. We have 20 minutes to ask some really good questions to our men, so Mr. Chris, uh, where's, where are the rest of you guys? Chad, Chris, um, Gavin, Gavin. Give, a, give him a hand, give him a hand. <laughs> check 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 so we have 20 minutes 20 minutes and I want you guys um Courtney has some questions that they're gonna ask let's be respectful we'll have maybe one or two people on the panel answer each question and then um remember as they set up even after the Q&A is over these men are here for you guys all right one more time where are my men at all right
3: I'm not sure what we do next. Oh, hi. Yours, yours isn't on.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm not really good on a wired mic. I tend to be a little chaotic. I run around everywhere. Oh no. All right, uh, panel members, can you give us just a quick, quick introduction of who you are, and um, your favorite sports team? Is that really stereotypical? <laughs> All
4: right. Uh, I'm Chad Thompson. I've uh, been going to LifePoint for five years now. Oh, NGC. Yeah, see, that, that shows my... Yeah, sorry about that. Dollars of those. That that um, my favorite sports team is probably the Los Angeles Lakers.
5: I have the same reaction. <laughs> Uh, Chris Haney, I've been going here since I moved here like five years ago, Um, been married to my wife Christina for four years, we just had our first, yep, she is way better than me, I understand, Um, but yeah, we just had our first kid, and my favorite sports team is the Alabama Crimson Tide, Roll Tide.
3: I'm Gavin, uh, and I'm a Seahawks season ticket holder, which is why you don't see me some Sundays.
2: Chris, been married for 19 years, Uh, been to the church for about five years and loved it. And favorite team would have to be the Houston Rockets.
0: Very nice, very nice. Um, we still have a few questions from last week, but if you are in here and you're like, I have a burning question, you can send it right now um, to the thread. It's askcitizens at gmail.com. You can text and or email. It's an ancient technology, but you can use it. Um, one of the questions that we got a lot last week, and, and, and Sam addressed some of this in his talk, but maybe I would like to hear from you guys, is how does a young man know when he's ready to date and or ready to be married? How do you know?
4: So I'll just uh, speak from my experience on that. Um, I guess I would honestly say, I don't think I ever really knew I was ready, Um, but I will say, you know, I dated in high school, um, did some things kind of like what Sam was describing that I shouldn't have done. And I think for me really was, when I got to the point where I realized that I, shouldn't be dating, which is kind of similar to Sam's description, but I shouldn't be dating and I realized I needed to be working on my own maturity. That's really the point I can, or the, the moment I can point to. And then it was after that, after I had spent time working on that, that I really, um, God, you know, brought a relationship into my life that ended up becoming my wife. So.
5: Yeah. I think that like, uh, kind of a wider, um, view of that even, like, cause I totally agree. I think I had to get to that point too. Um, but sorry, I'm distracted cause there's money on the floor. Um, anyway, uh, one of the biggest things for me that like, I was like, I want a wife is when I real when I learned how to be like committed to something. Um, so for me personally, that was like, I knew what I wanted to do with my life. I was going to be a missionary for the rest of my life. I was just going to like die in the desert somewhere um, somewhere very specific but uh, that didn't end up working out but it was that like mentality that i had of like oh like this is something that i've started from the ground up i've been committed to it for years now like that was a big that was a big tell for me for being ready for marriage it's like i was willing to commit to something for the rest of my life to like say no to everything else so yeah
0: How do you, uh, a follow-up question, I guess, is how do you choose wisely? How do you choose a spouse wisely? Let me specify that,
2: yeah. Two-part answer. Yeah. Um, So going back to the first question, um, I think that I thought I was ready many, many times, and I would be reminded by whoever I was trying to date that I wasn't ready. Um, And so that's always a hurtful thing, Um, but like, okay, now I'm ready. I've got it covered. Um, but then, again, no, you're not ready. Not mature enough. Don't have the right direction. Um, and I think one of the things that's great that's really resonating to me with one of the things that Sam's talking about, and one of the first pictures he put up there was the map and the road and you're driving. And so I wasn't on a path. Um, I wasn't on a path yet. I was walking in circles. Um, and so when someone met me, they'd be like, I'd be like, hey, do you want to walk in circles with me? And they'd be like, no. Um, so I worked on that, I worked on myself, and I finally got on a path, and I gave it to the Lord, um, and then he found me a bride.
0: Wow.
3: I found with, um, uh, finding a, a spouse that it's, sometimes it's really easy to figure out the girls who, I guess, to, to have worked on worked on themselves versus the ones who don't. Like, uh, it doesn't take that many questions to get a sense of how real someone's faith is. It doesn't take that many questions to figure out if uh, they actually believe what they say they believe, or they do it. Uh, like I went to a Christian college. It's pretty easy to figure out the, the ones who knew the right words to say in a group setting, and then the ones who were at University of Washington over the weekend. Like, it was not it, That wasn't a challenge. Like, in, it, we, we overcomplicate it sometimes to, to, to say that we have to view this, like, crazy bar when it's just there are girls who love Jesus and obviously play that out in their lives and then ones who fake it. And uh, the ones who uh, live it out and play it out were the ones who would put me to shame in my own life, and those are the ones worth pursuing.
0: Nice. I like that answer. Um, we've had several questions of um, how to treat... Um, how to treat girls that are their friends, maybe even girls that they have crushes on, like, like now. How what? How can our guys interact in a healthy way with uh, other women, with women and Christian women?
5: Keep keep your hands to yourself. That's a good. That's a good place to start. Um, yeah, like seriously, and I know it's like like oh it's like you're you're such a good friend dude i really i really appreciate you or like oh it's so funny like this isn't okay don't do that <laughs> like i hate it when i see that like it, it like burning anger um, because it seems like oh this is nothing but like you can't vouch for how someone else is feeling and so like keep that in mind like just because it's nothing to you like doesn't mean it's nothing to them, and vice versa. I mean, that, that goes both ways, for sure. But keeping your hands to yourself is a, a good place to start. You know.
2: I would say remind yourself of the big picture. Um, and some of the things, all the things that Sam's talking about um, are founded in a lot of consideration. And if you get involved um, before you're ready, uh, you're going to have heartache. You're going to be distracted. Um, you're going to take your mind off of getting on your own path, and it's not the right time. Um, so we, you'll always have, I've got a son, I've got two daughters that are in middle school or high school, and I give them the same counsel. Um, it's really easy to be pulled in and distracted by Christian or non-Christian, and keep your eyes on the big picture and on the wisdom that that's being preached out tonight.
4: One thing I'll add to that, too, uh, that I've seen too many times is um, guys will develop, like, deep emotional relationships with girls at a high school level. And that's really, really harmful, obviously, to both parties. And so one way that you need to be approaching your sisters in Christ is not only be spending your time in the brotherhood, but encouraging them to be spending their time with their sisters and to be developing those strong relationships with their sisters so they have people that they can go to. Um, instead of having them come to you and you be their savior or their hero, you, you don't want to be that when you're not ready.
0: Yeah, we've had uh, uh, several questions of what if I'm already in a relationship, what do I do now? <laughs> so, what would you say to our young guys who are here and maybe in a relationship at the moment?
3: Uh, well, A, you should probably be asking yourself a pretty hard question. Like, should you? I mean, you shouldn't just assume that just because you're in one right now, it was the right call. Uh, And that's not, not, I don't know every situation that's here. I haven't been part of your magical journey. It could be beautiful and many rainbows and all that. uh, But it it also could be sin. And so where are you? Like, you know the answer. Like, you don't need me to tell you the answer. God has put that ability in your heart to tell you the answer right now. You know it. So, like, should you be in one? And then, if you are in one, like, are you following your path, uh, your decisions, your rules, or are you following God's rules? And again, this isn't rocket science. Like, if if uh, your relationship you're in is an isolating relationship where you're making a decision based on what makes you feel good based on what makes her feel good you're making decisions based on what the two of you have decided not what your parents have, have talked about your outside authority your outside uh, other people if it's an isolating sort of thing away from your sisters away from your brothers it's sin it's wrong you should get out of it immediately
5: no clapping. i know to the point wow <laughs> <laughs> None of them are in a relationship. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think that, like, there are a few definitive... There aren't many, like, super definitive statements to make, I I feel like, because every situation is is very unique, I think. But uh, if you're, like, in any form of sexual sin within your relationship or if you're in or outside of your relationship... Um, in your room, on your phone, whatever. Like, if you're in any sort of sexual sin, guys, like, you need to get out of it. That's I. I feel super comfortable. Like, that's just point blank. Um, it, we're we're already kind of on the fence of like, should I even be in this? It's like, oh, now we know you're in sexual sin. You need to stop. Um, yeah. So that that's just I guess a definitive thing that I wanted to say.
4: Yeah. yeah. One thing I'll add to that, too, if, you, if you're if you already in a relationship, one, one thing you need to evaluate um, to help you maybe determine if it's, it's the right thing right now um, is, are you both growing towards God daily, or are you both growing closer together? Because at this point in your life, you should be growing both closer to God, and you should be encouraging each other in that instead of encouraging each other to grow closer together.
0: That's good. How involved uh, should parents be? Technically, everyone up here is a parent.
2: (laughs) So I can obviously speak firsthand. Um, A parent um, loves relationship with their child. And what better way to build relationship than talk about something that's near and dear to your heart and something that's, that's on your mind? and to find that time when you can sit down and have those those conversations, um, ask the difficult questions, ask what they would do. Um, And so some of you might not have parents that are um, either available for that kind of thing. Um, They're busy. Um, You don't have a great relationship with them. I'd say work on that, but know that there's other people up here um, that would love to share that kind of conversation with you.
3: Uh, One other thing with uh, with that is uh, most parents and I'll speak for at least a goal I have with my boys who definitely talk about girls, but they're also eight. So it's not (laughs) With like a lot of knowledge behind it Um, Is uh, the knowledge like if I cast back to my past we think uh, I know just Being in relation with these guys for a while. I know our past what Sam's talked about. We're not expecting perfection like when you guys get into a dating relationship, uh, you're gonna mess up, and so as a parent, mentor, advisor, whatever, like part of our uh, part of our role in it is also to help encourage you after that. Like, how do you get up off the mat? Like, uh, do you do you take it as a learning opportunity? Do you take it as a as a way to? Uh, understand what the next step is? Do you confess, repent your sin, uh, move, move forward in your just the way that you understand yourself, God, your relationship? Or do you use it as an opportunity to say that the Christian way of doing things is obviously stupid and let's never talk about it again? So uh, it's, not a sh- it's not shame. If you screw up, you mess up, there's no shame. We've done worse. We won't do a competition up here, but it's not going to be pretty. Um, no shame.
0: That's good. It sounds like parent or not, authority, people who know you is a, is a key thing. I um, had a question of what happens if it is your parents who are pushing you towards a relationship, but you don't think you're ready, or it's not like you shouldn't be dating right now. Is that a thing? Is that a thing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I'm hearing some yeses.
3: Um. Okay, so, <laughs> uh, A, we honor our parents as uh, citizens, as children of God, we follow uh, the com- God's commandments and we honor our parents. So, we never uh, re- completely reject our parents out of hand because we do not want to dishonor them. On the other hand, when we're being asked to do something that we believe goes against where we think God is wanting to push us, we are able to use other mentors, advisors to have those conversations, to have conversations maybe together. You have uh, elders in the church, pastors in the church, youth staffers, et cetera, who can help have some of those conversations so you don't necessarily feel pressure to make a decision, that you don't uh, feel like you're ready to go down that path. That doesn't necessarily have to be a, a one-on-one uh, dis, uh, conversation. You, there is help for that conversation that people can offer in a way that's honoring to that parent, uh, parent-daughter-son relationship.
2: Yeah. So I think that um, you could give the same answer to a friend that's asking you to get into a relationship, or asking you why you're not in a relationship that you could give to your parent. Um, And the reasoning that we're talking about not getting into a relationship, it's sound reasoning. And so you could say to your parent, I definitely like the opposite sex. They're people that I'm really good friends with, but I'm not ready to get into a a dating relationship. And I'm gonna really focus on my my studies, my athletics, my relationship with the Lord. Um, And I think that's sound reasoning um, for ourselves as why we wouldn't do that. And it's certainly sound reasoning for our parents or our friends that might ask that.
0: That's good. Um, A question of uh, what do you do when a girl likes you and is pushing you to potentially date, but you know you probably shouldn't?
5: I have never, so. (laughs) Yeah, um, I honestly like, for and maybe like this is just me, like kind of being old, having an old school mentality. But like, I've never really appreciated that. So, um, like, I, don't get me wrong, I've caved and dated girls that like more pursued me, and like, I like step up, be a man. Like, you know, don't don't let it get to that point. Oftentimes, I feel like when it gets to that point, it's more because like you've sort of led them on, but you're not willing to step up and be a man and, like, bring that forward. I feel like that's more common than the opposite. Like, you'll flaunt yourself. You'll make your like make yourself look really available and, and potentially interested to the point where they're tired of, like, wondering if you're going to ask them out. And so they, they start to, like, flirt back, and they start to, like, try and get closer and closer and closer and until... And they're like, you know, I, really like, I feel like we... I know, I know. Chad, I feel like it's better because I know Chad's an introvert. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that, I mean, at least in my experience, not just my personal experience, but what I've seen with other guys as well, it's its usually that more than anything else. And so, like, what have you done to, like, let them know where you stand, you know, before before it gets to that point? Because relationships don't just, like, I'm going to date that guy. Like, that's not how that works. <laughs> you know, that happens over time. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, sounds like there's, like as Sam said earlier, there's clarity uh, needed in the relationship, but even clarity before there's a relationship. Um, that sounds important. Well, we are right at time, so we're going to close it. Um, so, I, like we said, we've, um, we've had a lot of questions come up. And if you still have questions, there are still leaders in this room who I- are willing and eager to talk with you about these things and as Gavin said like if the question in your head is like what if I've already done it wrong like there's grace there's no shame like we want to talk with you about it and help you through the next steps Um, so come find one of us talk with us talk to one of these guys up here Um, and uh, you know for those of you who are seniors you have 2.0 coming up uh, in six months Um, uh, but uh, we're gonna close it here Libby tell us what we're doing
6: um, I just want to start by saying, like, thank you to this panel. I just think that it's crazy and um, awesome how we can have these people come to us and speak God's truth um, directly to us. And, it, and, it's, and it's wisdom. It's, it's, they're not just making this stuff up. It's, it's truth <laughs> when he's talking. <laughs> um, um, two things. One, there is no youth group. Next Wednesday, so don't show up because no one will be here. Um, I'm sorry if you were really looking forward to youth group next Wednesday. Um, there will be nothing. So, but the the next week after that will be the Christmas party. So it's the
0: beginning of Christmas at Citizens. Yes. Yes.
6: Mm-hmm. So make sure you bring a like a Christmas tree ornament t- with you to the Christmas party because we're gonna hang them up on the tree. So.
0: All right, citizens, it's good to be with you. We'll see you Sunday.